Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. Welcome everyone. Glad you're tuned in and watching and I pray that you participate. Participate even though you may be at home or wherever you may be uh, tuning in from. Especially today's service as we are practicing God's presence. Continuing this series next week will be the final installment of the series of learning ways to practice God's presence in, in our lives and experience God throughout every day, not just at church. And so actually, today's service, going back to the live stream only, gives us an opportunity to do worship in our homes. And it's very important. It's, it's always the point that we were to, uh, church exists to equip us and to encourage us to live as Christians Monday, Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, each day of the week, 24-7, and not just in the building. So today, we're going to be talking about practicing the presence of God through worship. And uh, Romans 12, verse 1, is a powerful scripture in the New Testament where Paul's explaining to the church in Rome about worship. And he says, Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And so how do we worship? What, what does it mean to worship uh, God? Well, here in the New Testament, it says we actually worship God by giving him our bodies. How many are in a body at the moment? We all are. And it's actually through our bodies and with our bodies that we express worship. Worship is not some disembodied experience or some uh, realm where we go and interact on a spiritual level disconnected with our physical body. That's actually a heresy a wrong teaching, the Bible all the way through Scripture connects worshiping God, interacting with God through our bodies. Our bodies are actually created and built intentionally by God to be a conduit through which we can experience God and we can commune with Him. And so today, as we talk about the nine uh, primary expressions of worship found in uh, Scripture, they all include your body. And so there's nine different expressions, and they're broken up into three categories. Uh, The first one is worshiping with our voice, and then the second is worshiping with our hands, and the third is worshiping with our posture, posture, the posture of our body. All right, let's get through these. I'm going to try to go quickly because we want to take, we're going to take the last 30 minutes of the service. and, uh, and do a full worship set and include opportunities for everyone to do all of these all right so worshiping with our voice the first one of course there's hundreds if not thousands of scriptures uh the whole book of psalms which is the largest portion of scripture and uh, the whole scripture the longest uh, uh book is a hymnal of songs that the hebrews would sing for many many centuries and psalm 46 says sing praise to god sing praises sing praises to our king Sing praises. 
For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. Five times in one verse, it says, sing praises. All right? I think he's making a point. Repetition emphasizes a point that to worship, we are to sing praises. Singing is a powerful way that we uh, can express. Now, understand the word worship actually is from the same root word as our as worth. And so when we worship, we are expressing the worth that we have toward that we place in God or the value that God is in our life. We're ascribing to him value and singing about or declaring or displaying how worthy he is and how much we value him in our relationship with him and all that he's done. So this is the way that we express his worth is by singing and expressing songs. Another verse in Psalm 96, uh, verse 1, it says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. And so the whole earth is commanded to sing. Actually, once came across a scientific study and uh, something that uh, I'm curious about, read a lot of articles about science, and they're always discovering new things. And they actually discovered that really all of creation, um, even insects, uh, if they tune the microphones to the right frequencies, insects are making song. And, and even planets create sound. And there's a there's a uh, interplanetary chorus, and all of the stars and the planets and the galaxies, all the way down to the insects and the smallest creatures, are actually singing. And I believe they're singing a worship song to God. So the whole earth and everyone in the earth is called to sing. And this this idea of a new song that's mentioned numerous times throughout Scripture, I believe it's a spontaneous song. Even if you're not musical, you know, I've never written a song. I don't ever expect to have a top 10 hit. <laughs> but, you know, I can make up a song when I'm alone and driving in my car and just, and just fill in the words. And, and, and that means it's spontaneous. It's coming from your heart. Uh, number two expression with our voice is simply speaking. I will praise the Lord at all times, it says Psalm 34. I will constantly speak his praises. So it doesn't have to be sung. It can be just spoken. Uh, Psalm 71, another verse concerning this, says, I will tell everyone about your righteousness. All day long I will proclaim your saving power. Though I am not skilled with words, I will praise your mighty deeds, O sovereign Lord. I will tell everyone that you alone are just. And so this is the psalmist declaring that even though he's not skillful, and you may not think you're skillful with words, it doesn't, you don't have to be a, a, a skilled orator, you don't have to be a professional speaker, you just need to talk about Jesus, talk about how, he's, how good he is, how kind he is, talk about how great God is, and tell people. And often we think that's evangelism, and we subcategorize it. But you know what? It's just worship. When you talk about the good things of God, when you express what God's done in your life, it's an, it's, it's an actual form of worship, just as much worship as when you're in a church service or singing uh, choruses to the Lord. Uh, we do have selah times. If you read the Psalms, you'll see this word 
Selah frequently in Psalms, and and in the Psalms that meant it was a time for instrumental music, uh, or a time to wait and just experience God's presence. And it's often during those times in a worship service where you can say things to God, either in song or just speak them out. But you can do this anytime, anywhere, with anyone. Whenever you're speaking about God in His greatness, you're worshiping. Last one on the uh, expressions using our voice is shouting. Shout to the Lord. And that can be a joyful noise or it can be a battle cry. And Psalm 66 says, make a joyful shout to God, all the earth. And Psalm 95, let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. You know, there's just some times where a, 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 a reserved, you know, hallelujah, just doesn't get it. It's kind of like the difference between, you know, being polite and, and at a golf, uh, you know, watching someone play golf, especially the tournaments. You know, I don't know if you ever watch a tournament. I don't know why anybody would watch a tournament of golf, but some people do that. You know, I watch them because I, just for a few minutes to go, wow, it's amazing. They'll just watch people put a little ball around the thing. But, you know, when they make a shot, they don't shout in golf. It's just a, a polite little, you know, because everybody's quiet. But in a football stadium, somebody makes a touchdown, you shout, all right? You stand up, you raise your hands. And so, and same thing with worship. There's times where we just were quiet before the Lord or times where we're reserved and a little, oh, thank you, Jesus, is appropriate. But there's other times when we need a battle cry or we need a joyful noise. And so shouting is appropriate and, and biblical. All right. Second category, worshiping with our hands. And there's several ways where the Bible says that we can use our hands as instruments of praise, and that is by playing musical instruments. Psalm 33, 2-3 says, Praise the Lord with the harp. Uh, make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Or lyre. I don't know how to say that. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully. And shout for joy. So playing musical instruments is in itself a form of worship. And of course, those who learn how to play and play well put many, many hours of practice into developing that skill. We see a great story in the uh, book of First Samuel where there was a group of prophets. This is um, uh, speaking to uh, Saul, King Saul. Uh, telling him what he was, uh, prophet was saying, this is what's going to happen. You will, he was going to be on a journey, and he would meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with stringed instruments and a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will be prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And so this was very, very interesting. There's several mentions of these groups of prophets and the school of prophets that the more senior prophets, Samuel being a senior prophet, would train younger prophets, but they would prophesy with musical instruments. And there's something about musical instruments when they're uh, being used to offer up praise to God that creates a spiritual atmosphere where the Holy Spirit can move. And here King Saul 
who was not a prophet and didn't have that spiritual gift, just by being in the presence of these other prophets, the Holy Spirit came on him and he prophesied. And it actually said something happened to his inner man. He became another man. There was a life change experience. And so that's why we gather together on Sunday and we worship and we allow times of prophetic ministry, hearing the voice of the Lord, speaking out truths uh, is, is a powerful way in the uh, accompaniment with musical instruments. All right, one instrument that just about everyone can master, almost everyone, not everyone, <laughs> but this is one instrument. Hey, I can do this, clapping. Um, uh, Psalm 47 says, Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. So clapping is an act of worship. If you can't play a, a guitar or a trumpet or any other music, I've tried a lot of them, piano, accordion. <laughs> but you know, I can clap. It's something that I can do, we all can do. And, and learning how to clap on the right beat is important. But you can clap, and of course that means clapping along to a song or just breaking out into applause. And I've noticed that it's, I believe it's universal in all cultures, in every culture that I've ever uh, experienced. Clapping is an expression of affirmation and and often agreement. And people, uh, whether they're watching a performance or whether they see or hear something inspiring, they'll respond by clapping. And so it's a universal way that we express uh, affirmation and worth. And we can do that as we uh, communicate those same things in worship to the Lord. So real easy one, clapping. All right, lifting our hands. Uh, Psalm 63, so I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. And this is one of the Ones we also see in the New Testament, numerous ones are found in both Old and New Testament. I love this in First Timothy, Paul writing to Timothy about uh, instructing the church. He says, I desire then that in every place men should pray lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. And so the lifting up of hands is another easy uh, 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 way that we express God in I remember when I first got saved, I, I grew up in a Lutheran, we attended a Lutheran church, and then for a number of years, I was not a Christian, and I was just living in the world, but then I got um, born again into a, uh, what we would call a hyper-charismatic uh, church, Pentecostal church, and, and I was just exposed to this crazy, incredible worship, and dancing, and lifting of hands, and you know, it's a little awkward at first, you know, you you start out with a little there's a, there's a, I think there's a YouTube video. <laughs> I was going to have that. You know, different expressions. You know, you get the little, uh, you can go up a little bit way, uh, part way. You know, you can do you know, just one hand. But there's something that happens when you, um, it does take courage at first to lift up your hands. Of course, uh, this is a universal sign of surrender, isn't it? But it's also a sign of like cheering on and an affirmation. And so lifting of hands can communicate lots of different expressions uh, and learning that you can use your arms and your hands to 
offer up God. You may not be able to sing well, but you can get good at lifting your hands. And, the, and God makes worship easy. And this is a way that we can use our bodies, like Romans 12 says, offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. How? By lifting those hands up and not being fearful, not being timid about it. But there's times where it's, you just stand and all, and you can do this alone in the presence of God of many, many times in prayer, I'll just lift up my hands, or I'll shout, or I'll clap. All of these things are appropriate for private worship as well as public worship. So the uh, next category is worship with our posture. Uh, These are uh, 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 how we can move our body in different ways to express our value of the Lord. And the first one is bowing. Uh, Psalm 95, verse 6 says, Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. And those underlying words, worship, bow down, and kneel, are actually three different Hebrew words that all mean bowing down, kneeling, but with a little different nuance. We're going to look at each one of these. In this one verse, it uses all three words uh, to, again, Uh, Repetition emphasizes the importance of this. And so the first word, worship, is the Hebrew word shakah, which means to bow down before a superior or God. So it's bowing in a way as to communicate that you recognize that God is far superior to you, that you are are, uh, uh, inferior to him, that you you submit to him. It's an act of, of submission and communicating your submission by bowing before him and acknowledging that God is so much greater and higher than you. It's a very, very important part of worship. Uh, Bowing down, the second word, worship and bow down, uh, a separate Hebrew word that means to do it in reverence. So the first one is recognizing the superiority, but the second word emphasizes that when you bow, you're actually revering, that you hold God, it's an expression of holding God in esteem and awe and reverence that you recognize, not that he's greater, more powerful only, but he is awesome and he is holy and he is worthy. And so there's this act of reverence by simply bowing down and bowing can be to your knee. It can be bending over, bowing like this. It can be bowing and kneeling down on your knees or lying prostrate, being lying down on the floor in an act of reverence. And the third one is to kneel. Uh, And this is a different word that also means to bow down. And this means to bless. And so that means you're doing it to offer to God a blessing. You want to give something to God, but what can we give? God has given us all things. Well, what God wants and what Roman tells us is that the way that we can please him is by bowing and by bowing it's blessing god god goes god god sees that and understands that you get it that you recognize your relationship with him and that you're pleased to bow you're not bowing out of uh you know uh, him forcing you you're bowing to bless him and you're bowing to express to god your feelings of appreciation your feelings of worth All right, number eight, another one that doesn't take much to explain. It's just simply standing. 
Psalm 119, my flesh trembles in fear of you. I stand in awe of your laws. And there's something about standing in Ephesians, uh, Paul uh, writing about prayer. It says, having done all to stand. After, that's in the context of praying with all forms of prayer and putting on the armor of God, helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, all of that. And then having done all to stand. And sometimes, you know, bowing is appropriate, but sometimes it's appropriate. We, we, we express our worship by standing. Uh, my feet stand on level ground in the great assembly. I will praise the Lord. So simply by standing up in God's presence, we can express that we are standing and we are affirming his worth. And it's an act of obedience, like standing at attention. You know, when, when a judge walks in or when a commanding officer walks in or, or when a lady walks to the table, you stand up. You know, it's an act of uh, communicating value. Final one, number nine, get ready, because <clears throat> we're going to do all these. We're going to do all of them at home. I encourage you to do them at home. Um, last one is dancing. <clears throat> says Psalm 149, let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbre and the harp. For the Lord takes pleasure. God takes pleasure in this. He actually likes it. All right? He, when we worship, it, it's not like he gives God something he lacks. All of these things are for our benefit. But it pleases God when we take advantage of his presence and when we enter in and by dancing. It says, he will beautify the humble with salvation. And I like that the word humble and the idea of humility is in there with dancing. Because you know what? Dancing is a very humiliating experience for many of us. Some people are really gifted. Aliyah's gifted. I'm not gifted in a dance, right? But I dance out of obedience, and I dance because I love the Lord, and I believe that there's times where we move our body in ways to express value. So quickly uh, summarizing all nine. The first, uh, using our voice, singing, speaking, and shouting. Second category, using our hands, playing instruments, clapping, lifting our hands. And the uh, third category, posture, bowing, standing, and dancing. The worship team are going to lead us in some songs, and there will be opportunities for you to do each of these uh, things. I do encourage you to stay tuned in and and participate uh, uh, if you're able to. But these are things we can incorporate any day and every day in our uh, worship. God bless you.